0: just popped up. Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. But behold, I'm doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's our God. <laughs> That's our God. That's our God. That's our God.
1: maker of praise this morning glory to God Has he made a way for you anytime Has he come through when you needed him to come through glory to God if that's the case you we need to give him the praise amen praise God he is a way maker he is a miracle worker he is a promise keeper he is a light in the darkness amen that is who he is glory to God father we do bless you so much we thank you so very much for what's already transpired thank you that you make a way in the wilderness thank you that you send waters in the desert thank you that you send shade in the sunshine praise God we give you praise that you are complete and total source for everything and father we give you the praise and glory for the word of God that we're about to receive we thank you that the word is incorruptible seed. Thank you that it is, the, is our victory in seed form. Thank you that it is, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide the sunder between soul and spirit. So, Father, we now open up our hearts. We open up our minds to receive the living word of God. Father, I thank you in advance for lives being changed and transformed. Thank you that we'll make progress today. Hallelujah. We'll go to another level. We'll enter another dimension because of the revelation of the word that we're going to receive on today. And our lives will never, ever be the same in Jesus' name. Satan, we serve you. Know this. That you are defeated, that you have no part, part or lot in this service, and you will not distract the hearing of the people today In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Can anybody shout about it? I say, can you shout about it? Amen. 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 Glory to God. High five two people and tell them, let's get into this word. Let's get into this word. Amen. Praise God. John chapter number 10, verse number 10 is our foundational text for the word of the Lord for this year being the year of enjoyment the year of enjoyment praise God it's going to be a year that we renew our joy and also a year of having we're going to be receiving in manifestation those things that we have been uh, we have believed God for is going to manifest in our lives this year by say this year I say like you mean I said this year not next. This year. Shout! I will not be denied. I did not ask you to shout that. I said, "Shout! I will not be denied." Okay. Praise God. We're almost there. John ten ten and amplified says, "The thief comes only." In order to kill, excuse me, to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. Say, enjoy life. life. And have it. What's it? It's an enjoyable life in abundance to the full till it overflows. So we understand the motive and the assignment of the enemy, Satan, is to steal, kill, and destroy. And the primary things he wants to steal from you and I is number one, the word. And then number two, your faith. Because if he takes the word, he takes the seed of your victory. And if he takes your faith, then he can take the victory itself. Because the Bible says faith is the victory. Got it? But you can't use faith without the word. So they go together. So that's why the Bible says, uh, Jesus says this, after the word is sown, immediately the enemy comes to snatch away the word that was sown. And so that's why you got to be careful when you hear and when you come to church and and hear lessons that you got to make sure that you guard your heart afterwards because scenarios may rise up and the intent is to steal the word that was just sown in your heart. Does that make sense? But Jesus came and made a profound statement. Jesus says, I have come that you may have and enjoy life. Praise God. And not just have it in a little bit. But have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Shout overflow today, praise God. It is God's intent and it's God's will that we live in overflow. That means we have enough for ourselves and enough to give away and still be full. Does that make sense? Praise God. It's important that we live in the overflow. Years ago, I committed to God because God uh, shared with me through an experience of of a pastor who ended up in depression. Because he was just giving out, 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 And he wasn't taking time to pour back into himself. And he ended up being depressed. And the Lord said, I need you to take 30 days off and, get, and just spend time with me. So after about three days, he felt like, you know, he felt the joy coming back. And after five days, he was ready to go back. He was going to call his assistant minister and say, I'm going I'm to teach on Sunday. And God says, no, you're not. I said 30 days. And so he said at the end of the 30 days, God spoke this to him and it it burned into my heart and I've never forgotten it. And this has been over 20 years ago. Uh, He says, he said, God told him never again minister unless you can minister out of the overflow. Amen. And I've taken that to heart and I don't minister unless I can minister out of the overflow. Praise God, because I don't want to leave here beat down, tied, and y'all built up victorious and conquerors, and I'm, I'm, I'm dragging, praise God. No, I have enough for myself, and I have enough to give away. That's overflow. Shout overflow. Now, that's in, that's in revelation, that's in knowledge, that's in wisdom, that's in favor, that's in finances, that's in healing. So we, he wants us to live in overflow in every area, so we have enough for ourselves and then have enough to give away. So tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you don't even know how blessed bless y'all this morning because I let you sit by me this morning. Because I don't know about you. Come on, I don't know about you. I'm living in the overflow. So now if you're living in the overflow, guess who's going to get the overflow first? The one that's next to you, praise God. Amen. Now if you were the neighbor being spoken to, look back at him and say, well, give me $20 then, praise God. Give me $20 then. Since you're living in the overflow, bless the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. Let's go to Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number three. Praise God. Ephesians chapter number three. We're in the series of lessons we've entitled The Fullness. The Fullness. Amen. The Fullness. And when we say Fullness, we're talking about jam packed, no space empty. That's what we're talking about the Fullness. Now, Ephesians 3.14 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, verse 16, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, the length, the depth and the height, and verse 19, key verse, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the what? Fullness of God. All the what? Fullness of God. One more time, all the fullness of God. Okay, so we're talking about fullness. So Paul prayed for for this church at Ephesus, and that prayer wasn't just for the church of Ephesus, it was for the body of Christ. So it's God's intent that we live in His fullness. Now, we made this statement, and we ask you not to forget it because it's very key. It's critical to understanding all that we're talking about. The fullness of God comes through the Spirit. The fullness of God comes through the Spirit. We're talking about Holy Spirit, okay? The fullness of God comes through His Spirit. Praise the Lord, all right? Now, we've talked to you already because we're we're really discussing the ministry of of Holy Spirit in our lives today, okay? Because the Holy Spirit is not just in us for a ride. He's there intentionally and has a purpose and an assignment, okay? So we looked at, in the first part of the series, we looked at Holy Spirit's ministry in us. Everybody say, in us. Every born-again believer has Holy Spirit come and live in them, okay? Now, that ministry of Holy Spirit in a person is primarily for that person individually or personally. Okay? He shows us things to come. He's our advocate. He's our comforter. He's our standby, etc., etc. We've gone over those things. Okay? The second uh, area we looked at in the ministry of Holy Spirit is the ministry of Holy Spirit up on us. Everybody say, up on me. Up on us. We looked in Scripture and found out that there is an experience after the born-again experience. That a person can be baptized or filled with the Spirit. And the Bible says, Holy Spirit comes up on them. Now, up on them is a different posture and position than being within. We are now within the auditorium. But if we were to get up on the auditorium, we would have to go outside and climb up on the roof. Got it? Somebody may not see you within, but they definitely will see you up on and so that's the whole intent of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to, uh, wants to be seen. He wants to be available to, to help you minister to others as you're walking throughout this life. So now he's in me for me. He's up on me for me as well, but also for others. Praise God. And we said the evidence of this baptism of Holy Spirit uh, comes uh, is is evidenced by the ability to speak with other tongues. So let me share with you the three truths that we've already looked at as it relates to Holy Spirit being up on us. We said truth number one was that Jesus released baptism with Holy Spirit and that's found in Acts chapter one. I'm not going to go through those again uh, because we need to get to a place today. Acts chapter one explains that Jesus released the baptism of Holy Spirit, okay. Uh, We said truth number two is that baptism with the Holy Spirit being filled, with, or being filled with the Spirit is evidenced by speaking with other tongues. That's, uh, that's proven by Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19. Okay, so all of those prove, uh, prove that out. We said truth number three is that there, are, there is a dual purpose of other tongues. There's a dual purpose of other tongues. The first purpose of other tongues is personal edification personal edification, and then the second is public demonstration, okay? Personal edification and public demonstration, and that's found in 1 Corinthians 14, the whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, the entire chapter, amen? Praise God. So uh, we're now down to, we talked about last week, the benefits of being baptized with Holy Spirit. There are four of those that we discussed, and uh, we ended up last week about this fourth Uh, benefit of uh, being baptized with Holy Spirit, and that is no more hindrances to prayer. No more hindrances to prayer. See, when you're baptized in Holy Spirit and you're able to speak with other tongues, the Bible says your spirit prays. And so now when your spirit prays, that means it bypasses your mind, and now you're able to pray the perfect prayer. Listen, folks, you'll never miss it in prayer when you pray in tongues. I say you'll never miss it. By, why? Because the Holy Spirit is leading your spirit to pray. Your mind's not even involved in this. Praise God. Head by shot. Oh, glory. I, I, I won't have Because I, I, I may lose it. Praise God. I may lose it. Let me, I, I got somewhere to go today. Praise God, okay? Now, how do we receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit? How do we receive this? We mentioned it one time before, but I'll go over it again. First of all, you have to receive it by faith. You have to receive it by faith. The Spirit of God cannot be seen with the natural eye. So it has to be received by faith. Everything God does for us and everything God has done for us must be received by faith. Everybody say by faith. Not by your intellect, not by your feeling, not by your, your works. It's all got to be received by faith. Amen. Second way this baptism of the Holy Spirit is, uh, is received is through the laying on of hands. Acts chapter 19 tells us that Paul, when he laid hands on them, they began to speak with tongues and prophesy. Okay, so we can receive it by the laying on of hands. And then the third way we can receive it is that by yielding, uh, yielding to the utterance of Holy Spirit. Because when you're baptized with Holy Spirit, you don't have a language that you learned in the classroom. You have a language that has been downloaded from heaven itself. And you have the ability to speak that forth with your own vocal cords, but you have not been taught it in a classroom. See, this whole thing is supernatural. It bypasses your natural abilities. Amen. And see, that's why sometimes people struggle receiving it, because people still want to do things on their own. People still want to have credit for what they have in their lives. But see, the Bible says we ought to give God all the glory. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah, you might have gone to school and got a degree, but at the end of it, you got to look back and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me pass that test because I didn't have a clue what was going on. But the Holy Spirit rose up on the inside of me. He reminded me of those things that I studied. And I was able to persevere even when I was tired and falling asleep. And I was reading and you you, you still helped me receive it and absorb it. And I passed the test and I got my degree. God, I give you the glory. And then the doors that those degrees open, I still give God glory. God, I give you glory that these doors open because you helped me do this. But people still want to be able to say, I did it. We participate, but at the end of the day, it's God who does it through us. And I'm way ahead of myself, so let me pull back, praise God. Amen. That's why Jesus said, uh, or the Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because if God allowed works in this thing, the, the body of Christ will be a big competition. Who can pray the longest? Who can scream the loudest? Who can praise the Lord? Who can Who can know enough scriptures? He doesn't care about that. He cares about you yielding him working in you amen and then truth number four we're going to start uh, talking about today truth number four and that's going to lead us into uh, this third area of ministry of the holy spirit truth number four is this the baptism of the holy spirit or being filled with the spirit is the doorway say with me this morning the doorway it is the doorway into the manifestations of the spirit it's the doorway it's the entrance i mean though that that people put doors in places to provide entrance into certain areas, right? If you didn't want entrance in a certain area, you just put a wall up there, right? It's no point to put a door if you don't want entrance entrance into uh, into an area. We have doors here because we want you to enter into a space. Does that make sense? So then uh, uh, truth number four is baptism of the Holy Spirit are being filled with the Spirit, is the doorway into the manifestations of the spirit go with me now in 1 corinthians 12 and let's talk about this a little bit and then we gotta uh pick up speed just a bit praise god but y- y'all ain't got nowhere to go so praise the lord Praise. i don't know about you but I right now this is where you need to be did you hear what i said i said right now this is where you need to be praise god tell your neighbors i'm glad you came to church today i'm glad You came to church today because you you need to hear everything he's saying. Come on, tell me. You need to hear everything he's saying. Go on, tell him. Don't be scared. (laughs) Amen. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 4. You got that? Praise God. All right? Verse number 4 says, there are diversities of gifts. I didn't give y'all guys that. No? I apologize. But they fast, though. They fast. Glory to God. Yes, indeed. They are sharp, and they are on point. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Amen. All right, look at this. 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same what? Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same what? Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same what? God who works all in all. Verse 7, here we go. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Look at verse 11. But one and the, and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. This is a very important phrase at the end as he wills, as he wills. Now, back up in verse number 7, the Bible says that the manifestations of the Spirit, say that with me this morning, manifestations of the Spirit, okay? Now, a lot of times this is referred to as gifts of the Spirit. Now, I I prefer to use what the Bible labels them as manifestations of the Spirit because when you speak gift, you, 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 you hear possession, So if someone gives you a gift, that's what? Yours. So now if it's mine, I can now choose to do with it whatever I choose because it's mine. Does that make sense? But now if we have the understanding that it's a manifestation of the Spirit, then now my posture is I yield to that manifestation when the Spirit wants to use me. And I need to say that because there are some people that teach that you can can do these things whenever you want. You cannot. All these nine manifestations of the gift only function as the Spirit wants them to function. I just can't come in here one day and say I'm going to have a prophecy. Now, I can come in here and prophesy if the Spirit chooses to use me to prophesy, but that's as He will. I can't come in here and say that there's going to be a miracle today unless Holy Spirit says there's going to be a miracle today and this is going to be the miracle. Does that make sense? So everybody say manifestations of the Spirit. Because I, we, we need to be clear on how uh, God uses this. Okay, God uses it. So because they're manifestations of the Spirit and they're directed as Holy Spirit wills, then they are used or they're, they're, they're demonstrated when he calls for them, who is he? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can use you in a word of knowledge. He can use you in a uh, working of miracle. He can use you in the gift of healing. He can use you with other tongues and an interpretation of tongues. He can use you in that if he wants to. But if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to because he's a director. He directs all this. But what we're talking about is me receiving the baptism of Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking other tongues, it allows me to step into a doorway to now be a vessel. To be used by the Spirit in these manifestations. Now, why do I say that? Because if I can't trust Him to fill me, If I can't trust him to baptize me in the Holy Spirit, then how in the world am I going to be in a position to trust him when he says prophesy? Y'all see what I'm saying? It's a doorway. So now I've trusted him in that. Now he says, okay, now I have a willing vessel now that I can flow my spirit and I can flow my manifestations through to, to benefit others because they trusted me over here. Because let, let me ask you a question, folks. If you can't trust him to fill you with the Spirit and yield to the utterance and speak in other tongues, how can you ever be used in the manifestation of diverse kind of tongues? How can you be used in that area? You can't be because you can't trust him in the, in the first part. How can you trust him in the greater things? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? Now, this statement I'm about to make about the manifestations. Manifestations of the Spirit is is probably going to shock some of you, but but just hear me out, okay? Don't turn me off just right after the statement. Just hear me out. Because these manifestations of the Spirit, listen to me closely, are primarily for unbelievers. I heard a hmm in the back. I'll say it again in case you didn't hear me. I said they're primarily for unbelievers. And why do I say that? Because they are designed to get the attention of people who don't believe yet. See, if you're a believer, God doesn't have to do anything special to get your attention because you're already a believer. And plus, he's given us the word to live by. We don't live by manifestations of the Spirit. We live by the word of the living God. So whether we get a prophecy or not, I got the more sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. See, people travel from from end to end in the country trying to get a word when they're carrying the word with them. But see, it's easy to go to a place and have somebody speak a word to you Then you get take some time and dig in the word yourself and allow God to speak to you. See, we never ever have to be without a word because we have the word. God never speaks to me. Then you must never read your Bible. Because if you need a word from God, open up your Bible and read the scripture. And you just got a word. But see, that word doesn't come, yay, 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 yay. The Spirit of the Lord is now telling me to tell you. See, that's the, that's the kind of stuff we like. Oh, I'm preaching good already, even though y'all are not saying amen. But see, I can get a word anytime I need a word. I just open up the Scriptures. And God has just given me a word. Come on. So why do I need someone to prophesy? when I got the more sure word of prophecy in black and white. Come on. They're primarily for unbelievers. It's to get the attention. It's to ring the dinner bell. This is what God can do. Come believe. So now when we see people get up out of wheelchairs through the working of miracles so for a believer, that should be a common occurrence. But for an unbeliever, they're like, whoa, I have never seen anything like that before. God can do that. If God can do that, then he can help me with my life. But we got the body of Christ so excited about miracles like they should never occur. And we acting like unbelievers. Whoa, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh my God, that is unbelievable. Hush your mouth. You are a believer. If you're a believer, you should never say out your mouth, that's unbelievable. Because believers believe. Oh, I didn't think this was going to be this difficult this morning. It rings a doorbell when, you, when somebody comes in here and says, the Lord told me to tell you. This and that, and this and that, and the unbeliever is like, What? How do you know all that? The Spirit of God told me, boom, their heart is open now to receive. For me to do that for the believer, it should be like, Okay, because the Holy Spirit already told me. I should be confirming in the life of a believer not giving you first-hand information. Because we looked at in the first part, his ministry in me is to show me things to come, is to lead me into all truth. So I, the Holy Spirit should have spoken to me already before I get a word from somebody. Boy, unbeliever, God is using that person to speak a word to get their attention. Remember the woman, you remember the woman at the well? Jesus rolled up and said, Hey, 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 uh, give me some drink." She's like, Phew. why you want to ask me for something to drink? In other words, she was like, get your own drink. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Probably moved the neck and everything. Maybe snap the finger. Get your own drink. I might I get my water. You get your own drink. There's the well right here. Jesus said, girl, you don't even know what you, who you're talking to. If you understood who I was talking to, I'm going to give you some water. I can give you some water that you'll never thirst again. And then she still kept that attitude. She probably said, well, give it here then. I don't like coming down this well every day anyway. It's hot out here. Then Jesus says, girl, you done have five husbands. And the one you live with, not your husband right now. And she said, you done told me all the truth. You must be a prophet. Got her attention. Got her attention. That girl ran back to her city and told all the men. Notice what she did now. She had five husbands. One she lived with, another husband, and she went and told all the men. Why she knew them. I done told y'all, y'all don't have to watch Empire. Just read your Bible. <laughs> she knew all the men in the, in the community. That's why she went to the men. She's been married five times, y'all. And she's living with a guy. How many know she's well known? Y'all so deep sometimes. I tell you what. But what did he do? That word of knowledge got her attention. Whoa. You then told me all the truth. You must be a prophet. Now it gave her a different, a different, a different respect for who he was. And now she can receive the living water because he first got her attention by word of knowledge. And she she became a believer after that. Y'all with me? So, folks, listen, listen, listen now. Now, this is what I'm not saying. I am not saying that these manifestations are not for believers. I'm saying they're primarily for unbelievers. If God wants to do a miracle in my life, bring it on, God. If God wants to release a gift of healing in my life, bring it on, God. If he wants to give you a a, a word of wisdom, bring it on, God. But what I'm saying is, if I don't get any of those, as a believer, I still have his word. And I can take his word to the bank and I can stand on his word until I get manifestation, whether I get, a mani- whether I get a manifestation of the Spirit or not. I can still get my promises met. I can still receive my promises because I have his word. Does this making sense to anybody? Y'all with me so far? Amen. So truth number four is that uh, it's a doorway into the manifestations of the Spirit. Amen. Now, as believers, there's one thing we ought to live by. And I've said it already, that is what? The Word of God. Shall I live by the Word? Shall I live by the Word? So I, 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 I choose not I choose to live by, to live by circumstances, circumstances, situations, or even how I feel. I choose to live by the Word of God. Any co of that? Amen. All right, let's go a little further. Let's look at this third area of the ministry of Holy Spirit, and that is His ministry through us. What do we talk about? Number one, His ministry in us. Number two, His ministry up on us. and number three, His ministry, what? Through us. All right? Now let me have you make a, 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 a bold declaration. If you're born again, today say, "I am the body of Christ. Say it again. I am, I am the body of Christ. Body. Say it one more time. I am the, body of the body of Christ. Now listen folks, if you had any idea what, what, what kind of weight that carries you would be further along than you are today. When you make that statement I am the body of Christ. Listen to me. Darkness trembles because it reminds him of his defeat. Shout, I am the body of Christ. And that that role of us or that identity of us being the body of Christ is critical to us exercising authority the authority released to us from heaven say it again so if you are the body of Christ and he's the head let me tell you something there's it's impossible to have something in the head that's not in the body cuz it's all all connected The blood that you have flowing through your arms also flow in your head because it's all connected. you hear what I'm saying? The blood that reaches your little toe at some point went through your head. you hear what I'm saying? So I say all that to say because there is an anointing that's on the head of the church, the head of the body, Jesus, that also flows through his body. Which is who? You and I. And I mentioned it a little bit last week, but I, I didn't do it real justice. We have to learn how to, folks, separate ourselves from natural abilities and begin to embrace more supernatural abilities. I always wanted to be a superhero, I wanted to be Superman, I wanted to fly. I believe I can fly. So much so that I, I attempted to fly several times. Failed utterly, but I tried. I put a towel around my neck and I ran as fast as I could, just hoping that there was enough acceleration for me to take off. I stayed on the ground every time because I didn't realize there was a law out there called gravity. Jesus. And if I didn't have anything to supersede that law, I was going to stay on the ground. But I tried to fly. I tried to fly. Right behind my uncle, he tried to fly too. And so he, we, put, we, we climbed up on the shed one day. He jumped off. He broke his arm. I climbed down. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, said, neighbor, wisdom is the best teacher. Wisdom is the best teacher. Wisdom is the best teacher. Yeah, he, he, he jumped. He broke his arm. I, I climbed back down. I said, praise the Lord. I, that's all I need to see. Didn't realize That God had in his plan for my life for me to become a supernatural person. And what's a supernatural person? A person that's able to rise above their natural limitations. Our natural strength, our natural intellect, our natural everything. Everything natural limits us. This body that we have, this natural body that we have is a limitating factor. I was coming home yesterday, and I told the boys. I say it'll be. I, I told um, uh, the kids uh, it, it was uh, waiting and wind. I told. I said, boy, I would love to be able to just push a button in this vehicle somewhere and just be home. Yeah. Anybody been there before? Just boom, at home. Glory to God. But this, but this natural body is limiting. That's why when Jesus got His glorified body, He didn't. He didn't have any limitation. He walked through walls because He was no longer limited by the natural. That making sense? So shout, shout, shout! I'm supernatural. Man, that's good stuff. All right, let's get into the word because some of y'all look like y'all need the word. Praise God because I can't, I can't, I can't have you thinking cartoonish because this is reality. Second Corinthians five, Second Corinthians five. Let's go there. Shout, I am. The body of Christ. So what do we talk about? Ministry of Holy Spirit flowing and working through us. Through us. Okay? Second Corinthians 5 20 in the Amplified says this. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Now, an ambassador is an official representative sent from one government to a foreign country to establish, to establish. The uh, the 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 system of the government that sent them in a new in a new in a new region. OK, and, and I'm going to dig into that a little bit on Wednesday, so I encourage you to come uh, on, on Wednesday. All right. So now we're ambassadors. So we're not from here. But we reside here. And we've been sent here. And God always sends us with an assignment. Now, the the permission for us to do our assignment doesn't come from here. It comes from heaven. The authority that we have to do things here doesn't come from here. It comes from heaven. Oh, I got three people excited. Okay, all right, all right, all right. right. Let let me finish this scripture. We are Christ, what? Ambassadors. God making his appeal as it were through us. Look at this now. Look at this very carefully. We as Christ's personal representatives. Got to let that sit. Selah. Christ's personal representatives. Beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. Listen to those words. We are ambassadors. We're sin here. From another government to set up government here uh, in a foreign place, and we are Christ's personal representatives. Folks, when you show up, Christ shows up. And the question is how is he showing up? Is he showing up defeated? Is he showing up depressed? Is he showing up, uh, you know, downtrodden, or, or is he showing up victorious? Is he showing up with the wisdom of God? Is he showing up with the power of God? How is he showing up? Because wherever you show up, he shows up. Because he's in you, and should be up on you. And so when you show up, you bring him with you. Come on now, I'm his personal representatives. Personal representatives. So now, when you ask someone to go in your stead, are you not selective? Are you not selective? You want to pick the best one that you think can represent you the best. Right? He does the same thing. But see, the thing about it is, he does it by faith. Because he's giving you the equipment in you and up on you, to represent him well, now it's our choice to decide to do that, to flow with that, to work with that. If you somewhere, you should never ask the question, where's God? Because the answer is, he's in you. Y'all got it? But the question is, is he going to come out of you? Is he going to flow through you or he's just going to be contained by you? What are we talk about, Holy Spirit flowing through us, not in us anymore, not up on us anymore, which is which is which is all good and great. But now he's got to he wants to flow through us because there is more that he wants to impact than just you. That's why we got to fight selfishness, because we can have this selfish attitude, you know, me, myself, and I. I got mine. I'm, I'm good. Okay, but what about everybody else? What about that person that works next to you that's having marital issues, and he don't, they don't know which way to go? What about that person? Is there something in you you can provide for them to help them make it? What about that person that's been dealing with a sickness or disease for so long, but you got yours, but you don't want to release any of yours because you fine. But what about that person that needs a touch of God that you can, that you can release because he's in you? Huh? What about the others who need something? You just can't walk around, I got mine, I got mine. That's why, that's why I'm going to encourage, man, from this day forward, you should never, ever... Come to, this, come, to this, uh, come to this place again without first inviting at least one person during the week. Because what's the point of us coming and get so filled up but we're not releasing anything? We just walk around with fat heads. This is what I know. Look at me. Look at this is what I know. No, what are you, what are you, what's flowing out of you? Jesus didn't come to prove how much he knew. He came to change lives. I mean, no. If one man knew everything, it was Jesus. But he never talked about what he knew. knew. All he was concerned about is who he can touch. Because he was here to allow the Spirit of God to flow through him. Because that was hurting people. And folks, we have more hurting people on this earth than Jesus ever thought about when he was in the natural. We work with them. We come to church with them. They, lit, they live by us. And we're walking around with the answer. But it's not flowing through us. That changes the day in Jesus' name. I said that changes the day in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all with me? Can we go a little further. Okay, you sure? All right, look at this. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. Say, I'm the body of Christ. Come on, say it like I'm in it. Shout, and the, and the body of Christ is supernatural. Part of our confession that we do as a ministry, we say, FCCI is a supernatural church filled with supernatural people doing supernatural things Because we serve a supernatural God. What's the point of serving a supernatural God and remaining natural? What's the point? What's the point of celebrating all what God can do and do nothing ourselves? We're supposed to be like our daddy. We're supposed to be just like him. We're made in the image and likeness of God. Man, I could, I could, man, I could do a week-long seminar just, just right now. Well, I'm not, but I'm just saying I could. Don't y'all looking like Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2. Look at this. Look at verse number 1. 1 uh, Corinthians 2, verse number 1 says, And I, brethren... When I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Verse number 2 says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. Let's stop there for a second. Paul here is saying, listen, I came to you. I, you know, I wasn't concerned about my excellency of speech. Now, understand that you at least need to talk so people can understand you, okay? But Paul says, I came with you in weakness. I came with you in fear. I came to you in trembling. That's his natural side. That's his natural side. Got it? But look what he says here. Verse number four, and my speech... And my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Here we go here. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Oh, Jesus. Right in the midst of weakness, fear, and trembling, Paul is preaching not just words but releasing demonstration as a natural person demonstrating the power of a supernatural God (laughs) that man y'all missing it y'all missing it what is he saying he's saying listen I just don't want to come and give y'all words to fill up your notebooks and give you words to fill up your head I want to give you words so you can have some demonstration demonstration of what demonstration of the power and folks, I, folks, listen. This this thing has been building up, and I, I think we're probably about in our seventh month of this of this ever increasing uh, building of uh, of 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 atmospheric, um, praise God, atmospheric um, power that's being that's being built in in in, in, in this house, praise God. And, and 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 I'm at a point where I'm tired of just coming and teaching lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson, and you stay the same. Something's wrong with that. The word itself is not void of power. But it's void of demonstration. And it's time out for that. I'm t- Man, I should be able to come in here and, I mean, just this next day, you ought to go out here, put your hands on your hip, and say, bless God, I'm going to make something happen. You ought to be, That should be a, an expectation and a boldness rising up on you just as I'm talking to you that man, my life will never be the same from this day forward. I don't care what anybody says, my life changes today. There needs to be demonstration of the power of God. Because that's what differentiates us from worldly preaching. And motivational speeches. Both are, both can be fine. Motivational speeches. I mean, I've been inspired by motivational speakers. But that that inspiration is void of the power to bring it to pass. The Bible says that every word of God has within it the power contained to bring what was being taught to pass. So this word that I'm teaching to you today already has infused on the inside of it the power to bring it to pass. So you don't have to pray about it. You don't have to fast about it. All you need to do is demonstrate it. Are y'all with me? But the body, as a, as, as a, as a large part, I believe, has fallen into spiritual slumberness that we want things done for us. We don't want to fight. We don't want to be bothered. We don't want to stand. We don't want to pray. We don't want to praise. We just want to say, God, do it and it's done. No, things don't happen like that, baby. I'm telling you, you're going to have to fight sometimes. You're going to have to press sometimes. You're going to have to dig sometimes. You're going to have to pray sometimes. You're going to have to pray sometimes. You're going to have to walk the floor sometimes and confess the word. You understand what I'm saying? There needs to be more demonstration. And the demonstration needs to begin in the lives of believers. Because if we have no demonstration, where are we going to have the faith for somebody else to have a demonstration if we haven't experienced demonstration? Well, we listen to the Word like it's optional. We listen to the commands of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit like it's optional. We're here on assignment. I said we're here on assignment. We're here to expand and build and, 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 and strengthen the kingdom of God. It's our assignment to put on the earth realm what, it, what he wants done. And it's not sometimes the way we want it done. It's the way he wants it done. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? There are some people here, and I'm not talking to you because you, you're the choir right now. There are some people that should be in this, in, in this auditorium today, but they're not because of the inconvenience of a weather forecast. So how can you expect demonstration of healing in your body or healing for somebody else, and you don't even want to be inconvenienced because you get a little wet? But we this great man of power and faith, and we don't want to come outside when it's raining. Now, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your cousin now. So, so lighten up. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. You're here. I'm just making a point. How can we expect greater levels of demonstration if we don't want to be inconvenient sometime? Everything is on a time clock. Well, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to get that preacher. I'm going to give him 45 minutes a day. If you go 45 minutes, I'm, I'm going. I got to go. You might not leave physically, but you leave in your mind. Some of you are already at work tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow has, has sufficient in and of itself to take care of itself. Matthew 6. Jesus said, how can you add one thing to your life, one, one cubit to your statue by worrying about tomorrow? See, no, it's a now word. It's a now word. You got to be in the now. Come on, be in the now. Hunt your neighbors and say, be in the now. Be in the now. Be in the now. This one word right here can literally transform your life for the rest of your life. You're the body of Christ. You're supernatural. You have the anointing of the, of the, of the Holy Ghost all in you and through you, bless God. Wait, how can you be defeated? This thing is designed to take you home and look at areas of your life that that is not like God wants it to be. That's going to change in Jesus' name. Well, who's going to change it? I'm going to change it, bless God, through the power of the Spirit. I'm not going wait to wait for nobody to give me no handout. I'm going to go take mine. Oh, God. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, Pastor. Sounds good. Praise the Lord. Sounds good. And I'm doing that on purpose because I want to irk you today. I want to get up under your skin and I want to irritate you, agitate you, shake you up, stir you up, or whatever you got to do because we got to get out of this. We got to get out of this. We got to get out of the ditch. We got to get out of the ditch. We got to get out of the rut. We got to get out of it, man. There's a dying world out there. People are dying and going to hell every single day. All throughout the day. And we sit sitting around, oh, that was a good lesson. Ooh. Praise them, show they seem good today. What's that do for anybody? Nothing. What did God say to me today? What did God say to me today? What's my marching orders today? What do I need to do when I walk out of these doors? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Are you sure? well lift one hand and just say thank you Jesus or something y'all looking like I'm speaking Portuguese why demonstration look at this why demonstration we're not done with this yet why demonstration but demonstration of the spirit and the power verse verse 5 that your faith that your faith should not be in the what wisdom of men but what in the power of God that's why demonstration is needed. That's why demonstration is needed. There are thousands upon thousands of preachers, pastors, teachers today that can that can teach teach me under teach me up under the bus three times three times away three different ways. I mean, I'm telling you, they they they, they have you on the edge of the seat. Like, whoa! How you put that together? How you how you do how you do oh. Gosh, that's amazing. But if it's void of power, it does nothing for you. Does that make sense? If your life doesn't change through all of that putting together, what was it for? Huh? How many of you been in places and, and man, you you even jumped up on your feet when, when a preacher was just preaching about you know how 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 you put uh, uh uh grease in the in the in the cast iron skillet and 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 as it heats up it starts popping and and then you hear it popping and you're like oh the grease is about to be ready and then you flour the chicken and you shake it up in the bag glory to god you make sure the flour gets all over it. and then you put it in the put it in the pan and go Get you all riled up. But how, what did that do for your life? Nothing but, but caused you to think about chicken. <laughs> but it didn't change your life. You still mad at your wife. You still mad at your husband. Your kid's still getting on your nerves. You still can't pay your bills. But you're thinking about chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how mama used to do it. Pray the Lord. Whoa. Bring back memories, Pastor. You brought back memories today, Pastor. But it didn't change your life. You're still sick. You hear what I'm saying? Demonstration. Shout out demonstration. Demonstration. Someone shout out demonstration. So I declare and decree. I declare and decree by the power of God that we will begin to see more Demonstration of the power of God, up in here, up in here. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Was that clear enough? Ha <laughs> ha! Jesus! And what we experience here, you're experienced there in your home. Because you're going to take a piece of this with you. All right, come on, let's go. I got two more scriptures. I fear three. Uh, but we can do this quickly. Mark 16. I, I, got, I, I got to catch y'all on this. Praise God. Are y'all, are y'all understanding anything I'm saying? Church services cannot be normal. It can't be average. Get out of your head. I'm just going to church today. No, I'm going to receive. I'm going to get my marching orders. I'm going to get my assignment for the week. I'm going to get empowered. I'm going to get stirred up. I'm going to see some demonstration. What happens? We build expectation before we come. And then when we get here, we don't have to build expectation. Expectation is here. Are you with me? Amen. Mark 16, Mark 16, verse number 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. What's the key word there? Go. The key word is what? Go. See, you can't preach until you go first. Go and preach. Don't preach. Just you got to go. Whereas, go. Go could be to the supermarket. Go could be to your job. Go could be down the street. It doesn't have to be overseas. Go. Stop waiting for a divine call to India. Make your unbelieving husband your go. We equal opportunity rebuke. Make your crazy wife your go. Come on, talk to me. Listen, folks, wives can be crazy. I ain't saying nobody crazy, but they can be crazy. And husbands can be unbelieving. I ain't calling nobody's name. I just said husband and wife. That's a general term. If it's applicable, hear what the Lord is saying. If it's not, thank God it's not. Don't get upset if you call my wife crazy. Well, you call the crazy. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Every creation is what it's talking about. Folks, your dog don't need to be saved. Every creation. That's human creation. All creation. Oh, gosh. Verse 16. I felt a dip right there when I said that. But I'm going to bring you all back up here in just a minute. He who believes and is baptized will be what? Come on, will be what? He who does not believe, does not believe, will be, huh? Okay, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who what? How many believers do I have in the house? I mean, okay, so, so we're about to see your resume. We're about to see your resume right now. This is a resume of the believer right now. Y'all, y'all ready? Y'all ready to see your resume? All right, here's your resume right here. And these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. That's on your resume. Come on, let's look at this. They will speak with new tongues. Should be on your resume. They shall take up serpents. Ah, that, now, now, let me say this. This is not you playing with snakes. Serpents. (laughs) Serpents is the, the, the poison. Talk about the poison from the enemy. You can take that. All right. And drink anything deadly. It will not by any means hurt you. In other words, you can take shots from the enemy but will not be hurt. Remember Paul on on the Isle of of Miletus Miletus I think it is. He he was uh, getting some sticks and a viper bit him. And everybody sat back and watched him die. Because it's one of the most poisonous snakes ever. The Bible says he shook it off. Bible says he shook it off. And they sitting back that, oh, he's going to die. Jesus, he, he, he out of here. Y'all, do we have a tomb for this man somewhere? Because he's about to be gone. He shook it off and kept on going. Take your neighbor and say, sometimes you just got to shake it off. Come on, tell me, sometimes you just got to shake it off. Come on, just come on, let's shake some stuff off today. Come on, let's shake it off today. Man, the enemy wants to latch on to you and sink poison into your life, but sometimes you got to rise up and shake it off. Are y'all with me? That's the resume of the believer. We shouldn't be up in the bed with with, with our head covered up talking about how bad we feel. No, get up and shake it off. Verse 18, uh, we just read that. We're looking at the last part of verse 18. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will what? Recover. That should be on your resume. I said that should be on your resume. Don't you ever say again, they acting like the devil. Don't ever say that again. Cast it out. Devil, in the name of Jesus, get out of them now. Why talk about the devil when you can cast him out? We're talking about demonstration, y'all. I said, we're talking about, and, and ain't no need to be scared because God has not given you the spirit of fear, nor of power, but of power, love, and the time. I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't scared of nothing. Now use wisdom when I need to use wisdom. Like I, you won't you won't catch me swimming out in the ocean. You won't catch me out there. Because cause they got, some, they got some, some sharks out there, and that's their home. <laughs> they stay at home, I stay at my home. You ain't got to worry about me out there because cause I'm superhuman and supernatural, but I don't need to fight no shark if I don't need to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, for those that want to study them and get in those shark cages and stuff, I just, I just admire them on the television. Praise the Lord. You hear what I'm saying? But this this is our resume. Did you see your resume? Casting out demons. Speaking with new tongues. Taking the shots from the enemy. Shaking it off. And laying hands on the sick. And seeing them recover. Are y'all with me? That should be your resume. Why? Because that's what? Demonstration. Next time your coworker said, boy, my head is killing me, mind if I pray? Mind if I pray? Pray? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? If I pray and it doesn't work, your head's still hurting. But if I pray and it does work, you won't have no headache no more. So what do you have to lose? Okay, go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus. I release the healing power of God to affect the healing and the cure. I speak to whatever pressure, whatever is causing this pressure in this person's life. I speak to it and I command it to cease, subside now in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. And go on about your business. Check about, about 15 minutes. How are you here doing? You know what? It's not bothering me anymore. Well, praise the Lord and keep on going. What did you just do? You laid hands on the sick, and they recovered. Mark 16, 20, look at this. Come on. Got, 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 I, I'll get you out of here in a few minutes. I'll get you out of here in a few minutes. Mark 16, verse 20. Ah, the first part is so, so, so important. Verse 20 says, and they went out. They went out. They left where they were when they got the instructions. They left there and they went out. Look at this. And preached where? Everywhere. But here we go. The Lord working with them and confirming the what? Word through the accompanying so I don't know about you folks, I hope you see from what we've taught today that it is, it is God's intent that there be some demonstration of what we teach. You, can y'all see that? This is not just stuff that we study and say that we know. This is stuff we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live the word. When you're dealing with a headache, man, before you run to the medicine cabinet just, and grab a pill, just pray for yourself first. I don't have a problem with you using AIDS like that so that you can stay focused on those kinds of things. I have no problem with that. But don't just depend on that. Man, in the name of Jesus, lay hands on yourself if you need to. Believers lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you're dealing with something, you're a believer. Lay hands on yourself. Are y'all with me? I say you're with me. It's your resume. It's your resume. So let me, let me wrap this up, folks. Let me wrap this up. It's time. Shout out, it's time. <laughs> it's time for what, Pastor? It's time for us to get off the sidelines. I say it's time for us to get off the sidelines. We're on the team, but we're not in the game. I've been I've been in both I've been in both places. I had some coaches that didn't realize my talent and my skills and didn't play me much. And I'd be on the team and I'd travel with them, and I'd go with them, and I I, I have the jersey and I have the same uniforms and I have the same sneakers and I, I look just like everybody else, but I'm just on the team. And sitting there, and my 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 whole desire, I, I want to get in the game. I want to get in the game. Coach, put me in the game. Every time there was a timeout, every time he looked down the bench, I I, I leaned over, I leaned out a little bit so he can see my face. I want to get in the game because I'm not a person that just want to sit on the sideline. I want to be in the game. Come on, y'all! I want to be in. I want to be the game. Put me in the game. And we have thousands. But thousands of people in the body of Christ, but we're on the sidelines. We're looking at all, at people who are doing what we should be doing as well. We're looking at ministers and pastors and TV people. It's like, oh, wow, that's amazing what they're doing. But it's the will of God we all be doing that. In whatever level or whatever arena that we have authority over, we should be flowing in that. We see great healing, revi- re- healing meetings on TV and we see people get up out of wheelchairs and, and we, we say, whoa, that's amazing. Praise God. We should be participating in that. We should be seeing those things right here in front of our eyes. And I'm here to declare and decree, we shall see those things. We shall see those things. It just won't be what's happening out there It'll be what's happening in here. Because we're going to start understanding who we are in Christ. God didn't send me here to take up space and use air. He sent me here with a purpose, with an assignment, and an anointing. And bless God, I'm going to make a difference in this earth realm before I get out of here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to touch as many lives as I can before I get out of here. Are you all with me? And I just need a group of people that can hear what the Spirit is saying and rally around this and say, Pastor, I understand. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm getting off the sideline. I'm getting in the game, praise God. Is anybody hearing that today? Is anybody hearing the clarion call from the Spirit of God today to get up off the sideline. If that's you, I need you to jump, jump to your feet. If that's you, I want you to jump to your feet. If you're hearing what the Spirit is saying today, that it's time to get off the sideline and it's time to get in the game. Shout this morning and say, God, put me in the game. Put me in the game. We've been too tolerant. Of demonic activity and we become comfortable with it. We've become comfortable with lying and cussing and, and, and sickness and disease and, and people depressed. We just become comfortable and we just walk by opportunity to demonstrate the word because we're on the sideline. We don't run off, I don't want to run for any feathers. I don't want to offend anybody. Folks, people are offending people every single day. The world is offensive to me. So why do we need to back down? Why, we, why can't we amplify our voice? I hear what I'm saying. Our pastor sounds like you're talking a little radical. Yeah, I am. Because sometimes you've got to get radical to get some stuff done. Somebody you got to throw caution to the wind. Bless God. Hey, sh- I'm gonna pray for him. If nothing happened, then will Nothing happened. But I tell you what, I'm gonna pray for him. Bam. In the name of Jesus. Are you hear what I'm saying? I say you hearing what I'm saying. Let me share this. Let me share this with you. Then, I, then, I, then I'm 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 impressed to do one thing before we go. John fourteen twelve says, "Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, Jesus talking, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works. Everybody say greater works." and greater works than these he will do. Why? Because I go to my Father. This is an expectation of Jesus that you do what he did. What did Jesus do? Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cast out devils. Transform people's lives. Teach and preach the kingdom. That's what Jesus did. So he expects you to do the same. Amen? Praise God. Now, let me ask you something. If you're here today and you're experiencing any kind of infirmity in your body any kind of infirmity in your body any sickness disease diagnosed or undiagnosed pain I mean you might have you might even have a medical report that says that you have been diagnosed with something if if that's you if you have any kind of infirmity in your body today I need you to lift your hand right where you're standing any kind of infirmity in your body today okay all right, now, this is, I want, uh, this is what I want to get done right now, quickly. Those of you who do not have your hand raised, I need you to go to someone who has their hand raised, and going, we're going to do some body ministry today. I want you to pray for them. All right, so you, those of you who don't have your hand raised, I need you to go to someone who has their hand raised, and we're going to pray for them. Glory to God. Because we just went over the resume for every believer. Not just some, every believer. Come on, if you have to move out your seat, move out your seat. If you have to move around, it doesn't make a difference. If you don't have your hand raised, you should have your hand on someone who has their hand raised. In Jesus' name. Put your hand on them, lay hands on them. The Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So pray now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, We release the anointing of God now into the bodies of everyone that's experiencing an infirmity in their body. We lay hands upon them now based upon the word of God that was just taught. And we command their bodies to be healed from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet in Jesus' name. This is the last day. This is the last day that they will deal with this ailment in their body in the name of Jesus we're serving eviction notices to all sickness and all disease that was present in their bodies right now in Jesus name amen now come on let's give God praise for the healing of the bodies today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God praise. We can do better than that. Come on. Come on. Glory to God. Come on. Amen. Now, if you were one that was prayed for, shout this. I receive my healing, right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Now you give them praise for that, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Now you mark this day and you write down your testimony. And you start bringing these testimonies back in here on Sundays and Wednesdays so we can declare these things so that people's faith cannot just be in the wisdom of men but in the power and demonstration of God are y'all listening to me this morning we're the body of Christ now if you would if you would turn and stretch forth your hands towards that camera there we want to speak a word of healing into the lives of everyone watching us by our campus today Father in the name of Jesus we release the same anointing The same burden removing, yoke destroying power of God that's present in this room. We release it now over the airwaves, over the computer networks, into the homes and lives of people watching right now in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree that you be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name. Now, if we're talking to you, I want you right where you are to lift your hand and say, I receive my healing now. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate God for their healing today. Come on, let's celebrate God. Come on, let's give God praise. Yes. He sent His word and healed our disease. He is the Lord. Our healer. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all blessed today. Boy, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up, boy. I'm fired up. Glory to God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this afternoon and you're not saved, you're not saved. You do not have a relationship with Jesus. Today, right now is your moment. Right now is your time. You say, Pastor. I've never invited Jesus into my heart. I've never received him as my Lord and my Savior. If that's you, I am talking to you. The Bible says it's God's will that all be saved and none perish. All, A-L-L, be saved and none perish. So if that's you today, you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I don't know Jesus for myself. If that's you, and you want to receive Jesus today, would you lift your hand right where you're standing? Just boldly throw up your hand right where you're standing and say, Pastor, I want to be saved today. I want to give my heart to Jesus today in Jesus' name. Bless that's you, I need you to lift your hand so I can notice it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Secondly today is this. Maybe not only are you in the side, on the sidelines, but you haven't even left the locker room. Which means you're on the team, but you've been living so far away from what God wants you to be doing that you've you've fallen away. You don't even feel like dressing with the team. You don't feel like going out and even being on the sidelines, yet being in the game. It's because you've allowed some things to get between you and your relationship with God. But I have some great news for you today because God not only forgives us, God also restores us. We serve a God that's been touched by all points of our infirmities. And He understands. And He's made provision for you to get your relationship right with God. So if you're here today and you said, Pastor, man, that's me, boy, that's me. I I, I sometimes don't even want to feel like coming out of the locker room. Sometimes I don't even feel like I'm saved. But you know what? Today, I've been stirred by the Spirit of God. I've been stirred by the Word of God. And I want to get my relationship right with God. If that's you, I want to pray for you. And so if that's you, would you boldly lift your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I need to get my relationship with God right. I need to rededicate my life to the Lord today. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Would you lift your hand? Let us pray for you today. Let us pray for you today. Praise God. I, I really believe there's somebody in this category. Glory to God. I, I, I truly believe it. I truly believe it. Okay? Alright, number three. Number three. We talked about being baptized and filled with the Spirit of God in our lesson today and previous lessons. So if you're saved today, but you have not experienced this second work of grace we call baptism of Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, uh, we want to we want to pray with you for that today as well. You can leave this place filled, baptized with Holy Spirit, having him not only in you, but up on you. So if that's you today, you said, Pastor, that that I have not received that in my life, but I want to I want to receive the baptism of Holy Spirit today. If that's you, would you lift your hand as you're standing today? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Pastor, I want to receive that second work of grace today. Thank you so much there. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyone else? Pastor, I want to receive that for myself today. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Then I have one more appeal for you today. That is to become a partner and join FCCI. Every person needs to be a part of a good local church. And I said a good local church. Not any local church, but a good local church. You need to be in the place that teaches you the truth of God's Word. Not just a pra- place that makes you feel good because you've gone to church, but a place that teaches you the truth and challenges you to walk out who you are in Christ. So if that's you today, and you said, Pastor, I sense a connection to this place. I sense a connection with you as a pastor and I want to connect today. If that's you and you want to join out, would you lift up your hand today, because thank you so much there. Praise God. Anyone else? I want to connect with this ministry today. Praise God. I want to become a partner of FCCI. If that's you, would you lift your hand so I can recognize it in Jesus' name? Amen. 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 Also, if you're watching this online, any of those appeals you've received for yourself today, let us hear from you. Send us an email at the address on the screen behind us. We're going to reach right back out to you. Pray with you get some information from you so we can send some information to you in the mail free of charge but we just want to rejoice with you and celebrate with you for the decision you made for Christ it's a connection with you as a pastor and I want to connect today if that's you and you want to join FCCI would you lift up your hand today because thank you so much there praise God anyone else I want to connect with this ministry today praise God I want to become a partner of FCCI if that's you would you lift your hand so I can recognize it in Jesus name amen 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 Also, if you're watching this online, any of those appeals you've received for yourself today, let us hear from you. Send us an email at the address on the screen behind us. We're going to reach right back out to you, pray with you, get some information from you so we can send some information to you in the mail free of charge. But we just want to rejoice with you and celebrate with you for the decision you made for Christ today in Jesus' name. God bless you and tune in next week. For another encounter with God. Let's celebrate those that watch us online today. Praise God. What a blessing.